to Avoiding the Void, the binge watcher's guide to the small screen, where two 20-somethings with too much free time tell you what to watch to keep boredom at bay and to avoid the void that is our current reality. I'm Nell. And I'm Rosie, and this week we're going to be talking all things It's a Sin on Channel 4, but first we have the headlines. A group of Redditors decided to manipulate the stock market this week, and Wall Street got very cross indeed. If you want to get more insight into the mess of big banking in America, watch Adam McKay's The Big Shot, or if you want to see more insight into the people who got cross, maybe try American Psycho. It's been a year since the first case of coronavirus reached the UK. If you feel like you're living in a never-ending hell cycle like we are, we recommend watching Groundhog Day to remind you that eventually the spell might be broken and that Bill Murray can see us through anything. The story of Rita Ora breaking lockdown rules has continued to develop as it becomes apparent that she paid the restaurant £5,000 to hold her birthday party. For more content about the gall of rich people and wealth inequality, we recommend watching Parasite. And finally, the music of Billy Joel has gone viral on TikTok. If you want to experience the true height of his musical career, he wrote the soundtrack for the often overlooked Oliver and Company, available on Disney+. It's an Oliver Twist, but in New York, with cats and dogs. What's not to love? And that's the headline. (laughs) Okay, so... We're having a different segment this week. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about Trash Corner for this week. <laughs> so me and Nell both have recommendations that are thoroughly trash. So if you mm. need something to distract yourself and something funny and a little bit booky, then um, we've got that for you. So, no, you watched something yes. interesting. I started watching Fate the Winx Saga on Netflix. It came out on the 22nd of January, season one um absolute trash uh i knew from i mean you could tell from the trailer exactly what it's going to be it's like the same vein of like riverdale or sabrina's chilling adventures i think more because it's got the the like fantasy element um it's definitely like oh well it's it's about (laughs) fairies (laughs) it's based on the um the cartoon uh, which I, I never watched, but know of. Um, and it's basically, they all go to this, like, I think it's high school, but again, it's hard to tell because they all look like they're in the 30s. Mm-hmm. Um, and they all speak like they're in the 30s as well. Um, and there's, like, this threat of these monsters on the the outside called the Burned Ones, Um and the main character is like a, a changeling fairy. So she's grown up in like, I was going to say the muggle world, but I guess the human <laughs> world, you know, the kind of vibe. And she's like new to all this world of magic. And each of the girls who are fairies have like different elements that they control. Okay. She's a, she's a fire fairy. There's like a water one, an Ooh. earth one, all this kind of stuff. It's like Avatar. Um, yeah and there's like there's like a central mystery that needs to be solved that we're just kind of getting hints of there's like yeah villainous edge to it yeah there's nothing intrigued yeah there's nothing particularly challenging about it um like i said everyone everyone looks in the classic like teen drama way 
way older than them and I think they're meant to be like 16 from what I can gather but they it could look like they're getting a mortgage out and ready to settle down <laughs> yeah. it could be a university that they're all at but honestly like no one looks their their age fate the wink saga does not explain this no can you the... believe yeah it's not a hard thing to like commit to if you just want something like fun and stupid to watch um from what I can tell the people who are fans of the animated series are not happy with it because it's been given like the Riverdale treatment in the words but if you know nothing about it and you just want something fun it's definitely you. you know but only we'll, six we'll episodes OG Wink Saga fans yeah <laughs> I don't know what what you're upset about because I don't know anything about it but you you go off very <laughs> carefully <laughs> yeah in, this, in a similar but completely different vein, I've been watching a lot of Married at First Sight Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, it's on all four. So it's on Channel 4. They start, I think, from season four, so you don't get season one. Married at First Sight Australia, the premise is um, you these three psychologists have a pool of people that, that come in and interview, and they're looking for love. And the premise basically is that they, these psychologists pair strangers up is arranged marriage but on tv they pair these strangers up and then they marry them uh on tv and then they film their early days of their married life as these two strangers who are now husband and wife um inevitable drama and hijinks and stupidity that gets involved it's kind of like you have to kind of suspend the idea that marriage is being basically the con the con the construct of marriage being basically spat on in this entire show and um it's very funny and if you're looking for something fun like love islandy then i recommend married at first sight australia as well yes but out of trash corner now we're going into more good good telly now good recommendations and this week we have to talk about it's a sin um also on all four it um came out last week we believe um and it's um, basically about the AIDS crisis in the UK in the 1980s. This AIDS, it's a racket. It's a money-making scheme for drugs companies. Do you seriously think there's an illness that only kills gay men? It can calculate that you're gay and kill you, but no one else. Hmm. It follows six friends, five of which are gay men, and how they manoeuvre uh, in the AIDS crisis that hit the UK in the 80s and how they handle it, and it yeah it's sad it's intense big sad big big many cry (laughs) many cries were had i watched the last episode this morning so um maybe on the youtube i'll put a little picture of what i looked like when i was watching (laughs) the last episode this morning i was a sobbing mess i woke up in bed and i started to watch it and it just it really 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 it's really well done in the kind of um emotional maturity it has um and um it's not but it's not all doom and gloom no no there's there's like a lot of um joy in it which i appreciated a lot um especially one of my favorite like tropes are like things is just like found family which you're just naturally going to get in stuff about um queer people it's mm-hmm. like the foundation of it so like just the energy of them all the like there's like I'd say like five main characters mm-hmm. um are like 
three or four main characters with a couple of other like important secondary ones um all like living in the pink palace which is their their flat that they own together and it just made me feel all the good warm things um and that then that like the joy of found family as well like and what I appreciated as well in a similar vein was that there was no like because in a lot of stuff about um gay people there's this the struggle of like finding who you are and there wasn't really much of that in this at all Mm. they were all very um while some were closeted they were all very aware that they were gay yeah there was no the struggle came externally rather than internally um at least for the most part obviously in the end it kind of it 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 got into uh the the internal struggles that kind of exacerbated the aids crisis Mm. but but those internal struggles only came it made it very clear that they only came from external problems you Mm. know um from other people's problems with gay people not their problems with themselves yeah um which i really i really liked i was like that's really refreshing because you don't see that very often no there was a a lot of pride in this Mm. um program almost all of them extremely outwardly gay and proud to be gay and there was no real um toll more there which i feel is good because it sometimes it can be just so upsetting to see yeah unnecessary yeah especially in a show that's primarily about the aids crisis i really don't think it was necessary on top of that obviously a lot of people do struggle with that but that story has been told so many times that's like I think that's the thing is like it wasn't even just that they were okay with being gay they loved they loved being gay they reveled in it Mm. yeah there was there was a joy in it which yeah in in a (laughs) in stories about being queer you don't see that often on on mainstream tv anyway you Mm. know it's it's that's still a rare rare thing to find yeah it was really nice and really refreshing. The bits that were joyful um, were lovely to see and it was really well-written. And like you said, these 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 found family, this group of people, um, they were really well-written together and the chemistry they had really translated really well across the scene. And you felt, you felt really close to these characters and that a testament to Russell T Davies, who wrote it. He also wrote the really popular TV show. I think he wrote it or produced or something. Um, the queer as folk um i'm a fan of rusty davies from his doctor who years as not many people may know i'm a huge doctor who fan especially circa kind of david tennant chris Eccleston era and he wrote um he was a head writer for those seasons so i love russell t davies i think he just brings a lot of humanity and um warmth to characters and really really makes you fall in love with them which is the best thing um when you're watching a program like this you have to feel connected and the, some of these characters were based off real people weren't they yeah i definitely i read an article about um how jill um the actress who plays jill's mother is the person that yeah. she's based off yeah yeah um 
and that's like a really powerful thing mm. to, to be able to say and that was I thought that was really nice that they were able to do stuff like that yeah and I feel as well I feel the impact of that as well I feel a lot of people feel like the AIDS crisis was so long ago I think uh, another thing why I think this show is important in that respect is that I was thinking I think a tweet went around like I can't remember when but it was just talking about how the queer community don't have elders and or they do but there's like very few of them so because the AIDS crisis just wiped out a generation of people mm. um, yeah. and it feels further away than it actually was just because there's like so few that's come out of it yeah and I think again the show did a really good job because they really didn't pull any punches about like how many of the characters died or like the scale equal the scale Mm. the emotional impact of it Mm -hmm. um the yeah the sheer amount of them and the randomness of it yeah The, the randomness of it was really I think powerful to me because um I think a lot of stigma that comes with um or came with at least AIDS and HIV came from you know sexual promiscuity and Mm. you know being you know going around and sleeping with as many people as you can whereas they they did show that side but they also showed that it could be completely the opposite as well with the character Colin Mm. um Colin's a young Welsh Welsh um gay man in the story and he's very very shy so there isn't a boyfriend? No. But you'd like there to be? Yes. Don't worry, I won't tell anyone. Yeah, I think I think that storyline is the one that, like, emotionally gut-punched me the most. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All, all of it, it was just, ugh. And I do have to say, I think his performance was really good. Yeah. Um, it was great acting um yeah all around yeah i'd say like him and him and keely hawes yes really who plays um who plays richie the lead character's mother i know it's acting well i'm hardly an expert but but from the little i can gather good acting is when it's true yeah yeah she her journey and what she did with it was one of the like more surprising yet believable aspects of the mm-hmm. entire show for me mm-hmm. it was um, the level of denial as mm-hmm. well which was so heartbreaking wasn't it it was her completely not being able to acknowledge the scale of which this illness mm-hmm. yeah um was real yeah and her and self-awareness like, they challenged the idea that mothers and like women are always like the more supportive ones with um their children's queerness um because that's not always the case but like yeah another one of my favorite parts of the show that I was like I'm surprised that they went there yeah given that the the women that they did have in the show usually took on like yeah like I said like the mothering mothering maternal roles Mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you. I mean, you. You have a lot to say on this, but probably the biggest downfall of the show was that the mothers 
no not the mothers the women in the show were used as um, never felt quite as fully formed characters as the men mm-hmm. which is fine but I feel like they could have done more yeah female characters um yeah. like Jill for example who plays the best friend who takes on the mothering role um you know we 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 always see her in relation to the people she's looking after whereas we never really see her as her that's what I felt at least yeah as an individual yeah I completely completely agree with that um we did not get ever get a sense of like what she's like beyond any of the rest of the boys whereas I think with the boys we got a sense of their individuality Mm -hmm. apart from the group whereas she was always just in the group yeah um and she's like one of the only female characters in the show um apart from the actual mothers Mm -hmm. of of the the boys uh and her mother as well um and I do think that's somewhat of a disservice to like the massive amounts of women in the LGBT community. Um, and they did like show women around. There was definitely like a, a queer female character that challenged Richie mm. a couple of times. I noticed her. I was like, bring her in more. <laughs> Where's she? What's her and name? Like? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, you know, Plenty of women died from AIDS as well. The only reference to it really was when um, Roscoe's father, who is um, uh, a very conservative Nigerian pastor or priest, um, and he tells when the AIDS crisis was obviously in the towards the in the eighty late eighties was really hitting um, Africa very hard. And he comes back and he says, women, children, they have it as well as if it's, you know, and it's a revelation that yeah. it's not the gay man's disease. Yeah. Um, and, but that was the only really credence they gave to the idea that it wasn't, which is fair because that's what the stigma was. That was what it was. For, and that's the community that got impacted the most mm-hmm. in the United Kingdom. But yeah, I agree. It could have had a, a little bit more with mm-hmm. women. And I don't think that's too much to ask. Like lots of people will, if people say that, people roll their eyes and go, they can't tell every story and every story. And it's like, women aren't a minority group. Like yeah. w- they're not, they're, they're, they're fundamental. Um, their stories can be told easily. It's like, you do know who the L are in LGBT. Yeah, right? exactly. <laughs> like, <it's>, uh, <laughs> yeah. And they were there pretending they weren't there or at least like not telling their stories as much as they should probably mm-hmm. it was a bit of a dis- like you said like a disservice but a small a small criticism um more stylistically I think for some people um like I was speaking to my parents about it and my my mom and dad don't have a very um and some of my friends don't have a very high um I don't want to call it trite but kind of cheesy kind of overly emotional to the point where it feels unrealistic threshold there we go Mm. put that in an acronym (laughs) but (laughs) but that's what they said so if you don't I would say give this a try because it's so important and it's really well made but there are there were certain scenes where I felt a bit like okay this is a bit this is a Mm. bit drama school um Mm. the the bits where they broke the fourth wall for me 
mm. got a bit kind of cheesy. Yeah. They say it was created in a laboratory to kill us. They say it's the Russians. They say we got it from the jungle. They say it's caused by friction. Understand their purpose because it didn't happen enough for it to make yeah. complete sense to me. I kind of got it. But if they'd done it more, mm -hmm. it would have made more sense. It was, you know, they were. I think it was the shifts of tone that they were trying to achieve because obviously it was a extremely dour, sad, tragic topic. But then they were also trying to show the joy and the fact that these people were happy and they were having a good life. So I think those shifts of tone they tried to do with different. They they broke the fourth wall when they were trying to be like telling jokes and stuff, mm -hmm. and then they didn't. They went uh, more hyper realistic um when things got darker but it just felt a bit of whiplash there i felt i feel like it could have been balanced better but again a very small criticism um the whole thing a nice thing to watch and important it's a very timely release to for considering like the current situation that we're all mm -hmm. in and it has a lot of things to say that people probably do need to hear right now why, why do i need all these i mean cancer's not infectious it's to protect me not you oh idiot yeah about like what we're dealing with coronavirus um yeah. and like the misinformation uh fear-mongering I wish this is one of my things is like, well, I don't know whether it's just a me thing or whether it would have worked or not, but I wish they'd politicized it a bit more. I don't think they politicized it enough mm -hmm. because so much of the AIDS crisis was like exacerbated by the failure of governments mm -hmm. to educate people or even being willing to engage with what's happening. <sighs> The, the government and the higher-ups and Margaret Thatcher have a lot to answer for for how bad that it got and their unwillingness to engage with it at all because they thought it was dirty and disgusting and not something that was proper to talk about. Yet, as we see, all these people are dying, not knowing what's happening and what's right or what to do and having to scramble for information. And the only reason that people got information is from groups like we saw in it's a sin who organized themselves mm -hmm. who you know created the phone lines created places for people who were yeah. interested or needed to know stuff could go to they um, had to do it themselves exactly and mm. um, so in that i wish they made more of a point about because it was in there if you knew to look for it, but I don't think it was blatant enough in that, yeah, these these groups existed, but they existed out of a necessity because no one else was doing anything, and I don't think that that was obvious. Yeah, and I don't think it's, you know, it's known fact that Margaret Thatcher um, mm. and voted for legislation, put legislation in place that was explicitly anti-LGBT um, and homophobic. Like the um, being unable to teach anything about homosexuals in schools, 
section 28 it's just like not mentioning her or showing her in it they showed her they mentioned those the back of her comedic. <laughs> yeah, yeah the back of her that was like one a of the characters scene. like pissed in her coffee and that was like a oh you got her and it was um yeah they mention it but they don't really mention it they made it less like serious. she's like some like really far off figure that mm-hmm. has nothing really to do with it except like oh she's there and we hate her like no there's very there's a very clear direct correlation between what's happening to you and what she was doing yeah. and what the rest of the government was doing uh, and by not helping you yeah and I, that's very relevant to today I think I could, in that sense I really wish that they pushed more on it because it might because I know I at least who'd like obviously done a lot of like <laughs> research on the subject my mind went there but I don't know that the the viewer who doesn't have any information on it would go there yeah and I don't know whether that was just a kind of trying to make it you know this kind of idea that take politics out it's still about the people and stuff but taking politics out and then removing a key aspect of what happened it's not politicizing it it's just telling the story fully um yeah and taking that out reduces it somewhat but definitely in regards to corona the fear-mongering at the beginning the people not knowing what to do at one point there's a scene where um one of the boys who got diagnosed with aids he drinks battery acid um or at least he's with a group of people who drink battery acid because there was a rumor that that was going around and you know this whole thing you know no one actually drink drank bleach but you know at the beginning of coronavirus but there was a lot of fear and um and i think a huge sense as well which i think what they were pushing with this is the idea of community um and in this sense it was the gay community but communities everywhere are now coming together um mm-hmm. for corona as yeah. well so yeah prescient yeah i think the other thing that really got me and i think is relevant to d- today but i don't know that when they made it they would have known that it would have been so relevant today was um public and, and private grieving and, and mourning because I, I th- like if we're talking about the society that we're in at the minute I don't think we're as a society dealing with what's happening to us and like how many people are dying and like how we're dealing with mourning and the grief process both as like a, a community as like a society and then also like personally because you know there are people that can't go to funerals and uh you know have that like ceremony or like way to be able to like say goodbye to people and that was a huge theme of this show and I think one of the more upsetting aspects of it that they really didn't hold back on Mm -hmm. um because it was the it was the like breaking up of the found family and how like as each person in it that did get AIDS and eventually die was like taken away um to die in privacy and shame and hidden and hidden away and the the found family and the people in the queer community did not get to grieve properly over the people that they lost Mm -hmm. and and even the people that that did 
have like didn't have to die so privately um without spoilers who did have like a supportive parent for example they mentioned being like i can't even get someone to bury him because they don't want people to handle a dead body with aids Mm -hmm. so like stuff like that i think for me was the most upsetting part yeah um and but something that they did the most effectively out of everything that they went for because if like a character dies and you can say goodbye properly Mm, closure the closure of it and you can there's a sense of being able to eventually move on even if Mm. you are really upset about it but you didn't ever get that at any point in the show I don't think no Um, which is yeah I think that's the most effective part of the show for me and that they did really really well they showed these boys dying alone in their home bedrooms and then one family um had a bonfire and burned all of their belongings old baby photos even photos mm-hmm. of when he was a kid they burnt them because they were so ashamed and shame is a huge huge factor in this show and it kind of motivates a lot of that what happened and obviously it, the stigma around hiv and aids is still there absolutely mm-hmm. still there you know and um the mm-hmm. shame even the shame that you put on upon yourself and that others place upon you as well um Mm. can just be so so damaging um and and cost lives at the end of the day i think that was the main kind of the point at the end that jill made um it can you know shame can cause so much more like corporeal physical harm than you would expect yeah Um, you can't even quantify how much damage shame caused as like a factor of that in the yeah. entire AIDS epidemic. Yeah. You know, people wouldn't seek help because they, they exactly. were so ashamed, you know, and they wouldn't acknowledge it because they were so ashamed and they would, you know, not tell people because they were so ashamed. And it's just. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Mm-hmm. It I was really fun. It. I feel like we're getting very dour. It was a really yeah, it's good hard to talk show. about without it's difficult to talk about what without what it was actually about but it was really kind of fun 80s um great music great music lots of like, like fun night that came on yeah lots of sass and wish and um really nice characters um overall um but yeah no you can't not talk about it without it without talking about the, no, the main point is which is death so and sad. doom and gloom but um the entire way through watching it for me like as as I could never be fully happy watching it because it, I always had like a sick feeling in my gut knowing yeah. where it was going oh. um I mean I mean you spoke about this before but you have a problem with not a problem but you find it frustrating how many yeah stories are always so bloody tragic yeah doom and gloom though this is the thing why I wasn't going to initially watch it <laughs> because I saw the trailer without knowing that it was about the AIDS crisis so I just sat and watched the trailer and the first half of it where it's just like loads of gay characters having a great time I was like I just want to be happy I want to learn everything I'll be stinking rich I cannot believe Channel 4 like a huge (laughs) like production 
is going to be put on where it's just allowed to be like gay people being happy but then those then it was like and AIDS I was like oh there it is um because like I said you can't really have or there never really is like mainstream gay stories without gay suffering and it's never it's never like simple trivial things that gay people can be sad about it has to be like life altering and shattering identity crises inducing death sort of like that like level of badness that gay mm. stories have to deal with um Trauma. And like it yeah it like <laughs> gay people can never just like be happy and yeah. like they can't they, have normal always, problems yeah they can't not they have it has to be something awful um um yeah and I just was like oh and there's so there are loads of stuff about the AIDS crisis um and like all of them have been good and a lot of them have been about men but I I, and I understand that a lot of people who are going to be watching this will be like wow I've never seen yeah anything about it before but if you if you do watch queer stuff yeah. you'll be like oh my it's another one another because one it's, it they feel, all die. yeah it's just fit because like I mean it's mentioned in most <laughs> things yeah. that are like period pieces um and at some point you're just like I really just want to watch something where gay people are happy like <laughs> mm. and I understand that it's important and I'm not saying don't make it but at the same if we're making this but can we also make stuff about queer people where they're not going through I think the thing that people are talking about it's in so much is because um so many people don't know and mm-hmm. I think that's the most tragic part and I think this is um really catering to an audience that maybe didn't know the extent of the AIDS crisis which is you know it's not ignorance but it's a certain level of um a certain level of disconnect that they would have had to have but it is important but I agree with you that it you know have a happy have a have a, a happy story have a rom-com yeah you know like a gay rom-com or anything yeah. or but th- there are those that exist but mm. they're never anywhere popular like it, yeah. that's why I was surprised I was like oh my god channel four are doing something yeah. that's just got loads of gay characters in it and they're all like friends and it's just going to be like a, a tv drama but they just all happen to be gay in it and I was like that's yeah. revolutionary and then obviously it wasn't yeah it has to be more than that yeah if it and merits I, I, any I, kind like of big I tv do, time mm. yeah and like I do get it and I do get it, it's important but then at the same time I'm like there is part of this that's just made for a straight audience yeah yeah so it's, you know it's if they were doing educational eh? yeah I was like if they if they were doing more than just this I'd be like hell yeah I want all parts of like queer history on screen because it's so vast and so interesting and that's the other thing as well I was like there's more to queer history than just the AIDS crisis and they did touch on that in the show um with um Neil Patrick Harris's character Hmm. uh, and his partner and how they were like yeah we've always existed and we've not even existed hidden we're in like we're in plain sight yeah and I thought that scene was really really good and interesting 
and I was like I wish that was is the approach <laughs> yeah to to putting making more stories about like queer history mm-hmm. because that is that is very true but they're always just either extreme secondary characters that are like like hate themselves or struggling with coming out or dealing with their sexuality and or yeah, like it's either dying a, in droves dying or you know they're struggling to come out they're closeted and in pain or mm-hmm. you know they're in a there's lots of religious conversion therapy stories that got told that get told about mm-hmm. queer people um and i do i i i get why because there's a story device storytelling device it's a built-in uh, conflict mm. it's a very it's easy story to tell when it's and and these stories should be told as well don't get us wrong yeah you know because obviously people need to know that these, exactly. these horrible things have happened but i mean the same criticisms gets gets given in black cinema yeah. where black people are really from what i've read um are really getting sick of the only stories being told about black people are about suffering about exactly. slavery about civil rights you know um, and not just about them being people mm-hmm. and living lives and mm-hmm. you know, they don't even have to be happy stories you know they just have to be stories that aren't about the fact that they're black or stories aren't about the fact that they're gay yeah but at the and, yeah, plot and point that's, yeah that is what's you know. giving them the the trauma yeah and that's what causes their problems rather mm-hmm. than you know maybe they're bad with money maybe yeah. <laughs> you know yeah, exactly other, other no, it, is, it is like that yeah. though like maybe they're a fireman and they get in a fire you know stuff like that this but. is not to bring it back but this is why you need to watch black sales <laughs> here we go but that is a story that is a story that handles queer people their sexuality um the society that they're in and how it views it in the most spectacular way that i've ever seen in tv mm. like black sales how- for those who don't know is Nell's favorite <laughs> show ever it's about um pirates 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 um, Caribbean, basically but not but better that is the show for me that now is like the benchmarker of how to deal with like deal with queer characters because <laughs> yeah but do you know what I mean like as it like writers yeah, no. where the sexuality is important because it's a part of them it's a part of their story um but none of them and there are certain struggles that that have come from that and there are plot points that do come from their sexuality but it's not in the usual vein of like struggle that all the rest are in and there's a lot of like empowerment in it um, and it's all in a historical setting and it's all completely believable but yeah <laughs> overall overall great show really recommend it especially if you don't know especially if you don't know mm-hmm. much about the AIDS crisis especially if you don't know about anything about the AIDS crisis I do think it is important viewing mm-hmm. um, and even even if I do have like my very specific hypercriticisms of it, it is something that I would definitely encourage people to go watch. Without a doubt, yeah. And have a it's sit. It's just and well think. made. <laughs> have a yeah, but it's fun as well. We can't. I can't keep going on about how fun it is, and then not fun. But it is. <laughs> it is 
it is good it is great um it reminded me as well just some more recommendations if you want more if you finish this and you want more kind of queer stories especially set in the 1980s which was such a big time for um queer rights um worried about a boy is a biopic starring douglas booth as boy george um and it's about his 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 life basically and it was really really good and i would argue better made than it's a sin because i really really love it but hot take from me that's just my opinion i think the writing and the (laughs) acting was stronger and um worried about a boy so if you want to watch that it's a mini series um and it basically doesn't um it's not as much it's not much about aids but it's about boy george and um queerness and uh his life in the Mm -hmm. 80s it's really really good so watch that Mm -hmm. yeah and there's also uh the 2014 film pride our favorite film in the whole world yeah i'm obsessed with that film also makes me cry but for different reasons um and i think that's a more joyful film (laughs) than it's a sin is in it in its joy um and it's a great film i watch it once every six months just to Mm -hmm. get me going and it will make you cry but not in a bad way in a really, really yeah. great way, it will make you cry. It's really yeah, so like a really healthy cry. Really, <laughs> just oh yes, you come out of it and you're like high off the cry. Um, <laughs> it's it's so good. I love that film so much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's all we have to say about it's sin, and that's the end of avoiding the void for this week. Um, mm-hmm. We got a bit serious there in Less the middle. Less jokes this week. Less yeah. jokes this week. Less. <laughs> um Bridgerton jokes this week we'll try and um for next week we'll try and pick something booky maybe to watch that we can yeah let's do something a bit harder so you know so bad <laughs> let's find something terrible and then we can really talk about it terrible but fun to watch but yeah it just mm-hmm. really recommend it we could not talk about it's a sin um mm-hmm. really recommend it but those are our two cents i hope you enjoyed signing out (laughs) see ya see ya